Good morning. So, courage. What is courage? Wanted to talk about today. So, courage is defined uh, with the dictionary.com the ability to do something that frightens you. Now, I define it as, I think that's a good definition. I define it as more so the act of doing something that frightens you. I make the distinction because it's, it's an act that, in which courage is developed, in which fear can be, can be at least fought. Sometimes you don't have the courage, but you need to take a step of courage. And in the process, you learn courage. And you can do this, you can do this even though you may not have the ability because of hope, because of the hope that it brings along with it, and because of the faith that you have in God in the step that you're taking. Also, notice that, and if you've done anything ever, that courage is not the absence of fear, People that do courageous things are, I don't, I don't, we call them fearless, but they're truly not, not fearless. So it's, it's not the absence of fear, but instead acting in spite of your fear, deciding to move forward and doing the hard thing. And I, I just, I think that it's so clear that perhaps there's simply times that we feel weak. There's simply times that, that I'll be, that I'll be afraid, that you'll be afraid. I wanted to read some scriptures to, to clarify a bit. So, Revelation 21, 8. But the cowardly, notice cowardly, meaning the opposite of, of fear would be, or opposite of uh, courage would be cowardness. The unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, those who practice magic arts, the adulterers, and all liars will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Again, who, who leads that group? The, cow, the cowardly. Just put alongside murderers, put alongside all the other things to which we know are wrong. Proverbs 28.1, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as lions. Courage, boldness. You might know this one, Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And lastly, the story in Daniel 6. So chapter 6 of Daniel. Daniel is set over a whole realm because, like the Bible says, uh, there is an excellent spirit in Daniel, or a spirit of excellence. Out of jealousy, the other leaders, well, he was excellent. He stood out, so they they plotted to kill him because he was going to get rewards for that. He was going to get a better position. They convinced the king to make prayer illegal for 30 days. Of course, when Daniel disobeyed, because he prayed three times a day, he had this, this regimen that he did, uh, he was thrown into a den of lions, only to be protected by God because of his faith, because of his obedience. Now, looking at these scriptures... It's, it's pretty clear. I, one time in, in one of my classes, 
someone told the teacher, I don't have the spiritual gift of love. And the teacher said, that's not, that's not a spiritual gift. That's a command, actually. Uh, so, so, but no, I, I think courage is, is likewise. Uh, some, some people may think it's like, well, and, and some people are more courageous than others, but may think, oh, I don't have that gift. And it's like, no, courage is not, not a spiritual gift. It's, you know, it's, it's simply an, an aspiration. It, it's a command, like, like what I said. And it's an expectation for all in his church to be able to be courageous. Now, who do you think of when you think of courage? Hmm? Anybody? Jesus? Who? Firefighters? That's good. Superman? He's very courageous. So, uh, you know, I, I think of heroes, right? So there's people throughout history that are known for, like, firefighters, right? Uh, you know, uh, military personnel. I mean, there, there's a number of people that are known as heroes. Uh, I have a quote from the great philosopher Dwight Schrute. Um, when he was asked about being a hero, he says, no, don't call me a hero. Do you know who the real heroes are? The guys who wake up every morning, go to their normal jobs, and get a distress call from the commissioner and take off their glasses and change into capes and fly around fighting crime. Those are the real heroes. So that was Dwight's definition. I don't, I guess that's like a superhero, but I don't, anyway, I think that's a bit off. Um, right. Right. But it's, been in, but it's been interesting. So one thing that I've done in reading, uh, specifically as I read some of like Jordan Peterson's works, um, just the, 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 the story of the hero, the hero story, and just it's, it's, it's an ancient story. We see the same kind of pattern repeated, which, which, which is interesting. So most ancient myths, and I'm talking about myths specifically, are, are stories that, when I'm speaking about the, the hero story, are stories that represent a principle that's not fully understood. So it's in, like a, it's in the form of a story. It's in the form of a, of a narrative. And usually they have the story, the written story, before they really have, maybe before they even understand like the true meaning of it, the true principle. It just The story demonstrates it. And even before the writings, many times these things are repeated orally for hundreds or thousands of years. No one really knows. Um, and the, the common story is something like this. So there's a village and there's a local dragon, and he's in his lair. So the dragon is it's a massive, fire-breathing beast that no one dares to approach. And in some of the stories, the town, they'll even, each, each year, they'll, they'll throw in a woman into the lair, and they say, okay, well, this will, will make the dragon happy, right, each, each year, even though he still comes out inevitably and, and causes problems. But they, they do all they can. They, they appease the dragon. And, and of course... You know, what does the dragon have in his lair? It's always, it's always treasure in these stories. It's always treasure. So to kind of explain that more, so the dragon, if you, if you just look at the story, it represents the greatest danger, right? In the oldest times, maybe perhaps even an animal, the greatest, the greatest biggest predator out there, the greatest problem for the village or, or, or the city. And Whoever was able to take care of this, whoever was able to actually face that great predator, generally was, was considered very, very great, very courageous. 
Now, the treasure, the reward, the treasure is the reward that whoever is able to have the courage and whoever is able to have the capability to slay the dragon, they, they get the treasure, right? They get the reward. Now, I thought this was interesting. So if you go back to the oldest stories, I think some come from maybe even China, the dragons don't guard treasure. It's interesting. They, they guard usually like water, like a river, um, which is more like a life-sustaining resource. It, the idea is, which is probably what was most important to them, is like they need the water. Um, and it wasn't until later that it kind of changed to, to treasure. So, you know, this story, like I mentioned, has been repeated. And it's the hero story. There's a hero, and he decides to take on the dragon, right? Now, the greatest version of this story, where you have the hero, and they have something great in front of them, is, of course, there's not a specific dragon, but it's, it's the story of Christ. I mean, easily. Because what is the greatest predator? What is the greatest problem? And, of course, the story of Jesus is not, the difference is it's not a myth, right? It's the part where this story kind of meets with reality, a historical act. And that's Jesus conquering maybe the biggest problem, which is the evil in the human heart. And the treasure, perhaps the treasure was, was us that he won. Now, what's your dragon? Do you want to be known for having that, what's it called, the spirit of excellence like Daniel? Perhaps, perhaps not. I mean, truthfully, I mean... After all, it's, it's alluring to simply be average or less than average. You know, maybe you say, I can't focus. I have ADD. You know, I, I've been hurt by people close to me. So why bother? You know, why, why even bother? You can, declare, you can declare yourself a victim, and then you don't even have to try. It's easier. I mean, it's a real option. It's an option worth looking at and considering, okay, what are the benefits? Now, it's a waste, right? But it's easier and maybe you're right. Maybe you are the victim. Maybe you're, you're a real victim. You have things out of your control. Something really tragic has happened to you. And you have the right to, to halt the pursuit of excellence. And after all, like I said, it's more comfortable. And remember, Daniel, he was excellent. So he stuck out. He was the problem, just like Cain and Abel. Uh, Cain didn't offer a good enough sacrifice to God. Instead of offering a better one, he decided to commit murder. He decided to kill his brother, spite God. I mean, we, we really do have to think through sometimes and say, hey, look, this is, it's alluring to think that, hey, I can just, you know, just spite everybody, spite God and have revenge. If these things weren't alluring, no one would do them. Now, Maybe you're still in the midst of something. You, know, you trusted someone, they hurt you again, and this has been a pattern again, again, and again. You want to give up on them. You want to give up on yourself. I've filled family, friends. You know, I, I lived through a rotation, probably is some sort, some sort of mental problem on, on some level, anxiety, depression. And I, I have thought at times, you know, to hell with it all. Maybe it's just better to end it. And again, let's, let's give the devil his due to give up 
to attempt at least, is to attempt at least to be done with the suffering. You know, life is filled with suffering. This is, this is not a Christian exception. There is suffering. What do you do when you have a dragon? that terrifies you? Well, you can avoid it, right? Maybe avoid at least feeding it so it doesn't grow so fast. Or the other option, you can confront it. Now, you might get hurt badly, right? Sure. You, you might fail. Sure, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's a fire-breathing dragon, but you might slay it. I can tell you, this is the only option that provides hope. And the other options that the devil provides, even though the fruit is sweet, it lacks purpose. It lacks, there's no hope there. And it requires a step of faith that's firmly cemented in God's truth of who you are, which is your, your God's. It's a better option. It's better to confront, to confront the dragon. You don't have to choose the biggest one first. You can confront one of the smaller ones, but you just, you, you have to confront it. So I beg you today, as I, as I close, do you want your community to strengthen? Now, when you think of community, communities are filled with what? You know, groups, right? Maybe your church, and then smaller groups, your families. And then from there, it's you, right? That ultimately makes up the community. Strengthen yourself. Be like Daniel with a spirit of excellence. And when you find the dragon, like with Daniel, he was forbidden to pray. Confront it. Obey God. Choose hope. Choose it. God is working everything together in a plan that's ever more spectacular than we thought. It's ever more spectacular than what you could have driven up, that you could, have, that you could draw up. And this is just like with Daniel, right? God was working on different things. So like in Daniel, the pagan king, after he, is, after he comes out of the lion's den, you know, untouched because God protects him. This is what Darius said. This is what the pagan king says. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and revere the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will not end. He rescues, he saves, he performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of lions. And lastly, hold on to these words. Stand, having done everything to stand. Stand still, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, which I think is your obedience. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances, all circumstances. You can look at the Greek, it means all. Take up the shield of faith to extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and only bring one weapon the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Which, by the way, the best way, the correct way for the Bible to be held, it's like this. 
So when I close with that, God, thank you again. I pray that we can all take that step of courage of being stronger for, for ourselves, our families, our communities, for our friends. God, be with us in the hard times. Give us strength when we feel weak, God. We accept some things are hard. We accept the suffering, but we cling on to your hope because you are, you are the hope, the, the hope manufacturer, God, and we are the distributors. I pray the people here, if anyone that needs healing, physical or mental, would have it, God. And anyone that's, I pray that anyone that would reach to, that would hope to have a new relationship with you, Lord, that would want to have a new relationship with you, Lord, they would come to you, God. They would talk to, talk to me, talk to one of the pastors, talk to anyone here about what to do, what to do, and to accept a changed life, truly radically changed, uh, somehow messy, but beautiful, but hopeful, but overall on a foundation that does not shake. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you all. What do I do now? I'm kind of out of words. Do I keep, do I just keep going? Oh, do I, do I let people out like by, we just tell them to go home? Is that what we do? All right, thank you guys so much.